Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eternal optimism does not mean that everything is rainbows and unicorns, everything's just always happy. No, the ability to learn from the hard stuff is hard baked into it. So optimism and realism are actually the same thing when you practice eternal optimism. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Welcome. You're about to tap into a world of insights that could change the game for your business. Today's guest, Matt Drinkhan, will be sharing his experience and wisdom on overcoming perfectionism harnessing the power of mindset, and maintaining laser focus on your goals. Matt, a thriving entrepreneur and business coach, uses eternal optimism as his secret sauce for success. Are you ready to transform your approach to business and life with an optimistic mindset? Then this is a conversation you don't want to miss. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How is it going today? It is absolutely perfect. Couldn't be any better. Thank you for having me today, Tyler. What's up, man? Dude, I love it, man. You're bringing energy. You're, you're, this is exactly what I need. It's a, it's a late afternoon here, and I, and I love your energy. So, hey, what I want to start with, can you tell me a little bit about what you do and maybe a little bit about you just personally, too? Personally, I am a father of three amazing daughters. I definitely married way, way, way out of my league. My wife, Julie, of nine years now. My girls are eight, six, and four. And I coach perfectionists on how to scale and keep their businesses simple. My average client, just to give a little more context, my average client is someone who runs a company that's anywhere from $5 million up to my largest clients, about $100 million in business annually. And I teach them how to get all those blocks that are in their head out of the way and how to scale through their people. So those are, those are a couple of things. Yeah. You said perfectionist. Is your typical client trying to do everything perfect? Is that, is that a profile? Uh, the profile is maybe who I used to be because coaches are probably really good at coaching, you know, out of a place they used to have pain. So the recovering perfectionist, if you ever feel overwhelmed, or ever feel like, man, I just got so many ideas and so much stuff and I'm fired up to go do it. And before you realize it, now I'm off doing something else. Now I'm off doing something else. So that recovering perfectionist, highly functioning workaholic trying to do it all. That's the person I work really well with because that's the, the recovering me. Yeah. So you just like almost described almost like every entrepreneur in terms of how they're like thinking of 50 things at once. I mean, you know, they have a great idea one day and then next day, another great idea, but they can't do it all. Do you have any like tips where, you know, what can someone do to just get a little more focused in one direction in terms of growing their business? Anything stand out for you? I'll give you a resource. I'll tell you how I did it for myself and how I coach people to do it. Number one, the resource, Dan Sullivan, who, not how. I remember August 18th, 2021, a couple of years ago, I shared the stage. I spoke well before Dan, by the way. And in that event, when I was speaking, uh, I thought I delivered a great message. People were clapping. And then Dan came on and he talked about who, not how. 
And I'm sitting in a room of people who have companies that are ranging from several million to a hundred million dollars and no one's speaking. Everyone's taking notes. The jaws are dropped. And this whole concept of finding your who to help you get out of being the bottleneck. It's something that we all dream about and think about. And a lot of entrepreneurs don't trust in that and let go to do it. Right. So that's a resource. And there's a lot of credibility behind that. That's the whole basis of that strategic coach program. So Tyler, if you go to how do you actually do it in reality, here's a real life example that this might bring up some pain. This is very painful for me. I might add to share this story because this is like the archetype of a recovering perfectionist, right? I'm going to start a podcast, man. I'm excited to start a podcast. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to go and open a new division of my company. Well, for me, the pain is I want to start a podcast. I wanted to do this five years ago. And what kept me on the bench is that all I got to do is go and study up and how to load things under the RSS feed and how to do the, the graphics and the background stuff, which I know nothing about it, but I can go and learn it. Let me just put it on my list of things to do. I'll get to it. And I didn't ever get to it. And four years later, I finally got to it. How? I hired my who. And his name is Hector Santiestaban from Amplify Media. He's been producing my podcast, which is now a top 2% podcast in the world, the Eternal Optimist podcast. And that happened because I hired my who. Another example is, man, I've got all these proactive ideas to build my company, all these marketing outreaches, all these things I want to do. I'm going to get to them one of these days. I know what to do. I just got to find time. Well, guess what? I found my who. His name is Mike Abramowitz. He runs a company called Better Than Rich, and they have a staffed team of BAs that are ready to go. So I hired them. And all of that administrative staffing work that's just so painful for the owner, and I know the owners are like, ah, you're hurting me right now. This is hurting. Yes, I hired someone to do that. And I didn't have to do any of the training, recruiting, the employee stuff. That was another example. I want to be present for my kids. My, I want to be a good dad. Right. And maybe I have a little bit of a temper because I'm working all day long. At the end of the day, I don't have much left in the tank. So what do I do? I hire or I take part in a mastermind group called the Front Row Dads. That helps me be a better dad. Now, so to get through all of this, here's the, the pill and the peanut butter, if you will, the nugget. It's kind of what we're modeling right now is if you want to scale and grow and let's just say you're at a million right now, or you're at 15 million right now, and you want to get to that mythic next level where you double up. Well, to get to that place, be the best student you can possibly be and hire out to everything that is not your absolute zone of genius. So the only thing I do really well is I coach people. I'm a really good listener, which you probably couldn't guess because I'm doing all the talking, but I have a good listener. I coach high-level people at a high level, and I help them to work through their stuff and scale the company. So that's what I'm great at. That's awesome. Right? I'm not great at invoicing. I'm not great at doing research on LinkedIn to figure out someone's background. So all of the extra stuff that takes two minutes, three minutes, and it's a distraction. I'm not saying the people who are doing it are, are worthless or they're less than in any way. They are very valuable because they have a skill I don't have. Hire out everything. And if you have trust issues and control issues and you're a recovering perfectionist like me, that can be hard. I help take people through that journey. So I think that's that's where we can start today, Tyler. That is awesome. That, man, I think you covered a, a whole show in itself and just the, the opening in the intro. So that's great. I love it. I want to talk about you a little bit. I want to start, go back to 2015. So you had an accident and that obviously slowed you down both personally and professionally. And I think you ended up turning it into a positive. Can you take us through that? What happened? Labor Day of 2015, like any other 
holiday for an entrepreneur. It might be the one day I actually take off or hanging out with the family, barbecue. There's about 25 of us. We're down here in the North Carolina. We go down to uh, have a barbecue. And at this barbecue, there is uh, a zip line. And this particular zip line, I've been down the zip line about 50 times. And I got to do it again. Wasn't thinking about it. Uh, and I go on the zip line. And Tyler, I'm about 28 feet above the ground when this journey begins. When I'm hanging from the zip line, my let's just say my feet, my body is probably about 17 feet above the ground when I'm fully extended. I'm going down the zip line and I'm about two or three seconds into the ride and it broke. And I fell to the ground and imagine a 235 pound man who at the time I was 37 years old, falling to the ground from a height of up 17 feet. And I fell directly on my tailbone. And at that exact moment, you know how in the cartoons, Wiley e. Coyote always has an anvil dropped on his head and yeah. he's always seeing stars. Well, for those of you who've never had a concussion, never been knocked out, that literally happened. I literally saw stars and everything just went bright for a second. I couldn't see anything and I was, I was knocked out. It was only for probably about four or five seconds. And when I got up, I'm laying on the ground. When I come to, I'm not able to move. My body feels like it's in the shape of a question mark. I'm having all these immediate fears come to mind. Like, am I paralyzed? Will I ever walk again? Like, my mind instantly goes to the worst possible scenario because I knew that this was a real injury. This wasn't one. Are you hurt or are you injured? I mean, I was both. I was down for the count, and I was I was in a lot of pain. So, I, I was able to get up. And after we got up, uh, I went through this, this journey of where my health declined over the next nine months. And it went to a place, Tyler, but man, it's, it was tough. It was tough. Someone who, uh, you know, I'm six foot seven, you know, fairly fit at the time, uh, always exercised, worked out, scratch golf or all these things. I prided myself on being athletic. My identity was firmly entrenched in being an athlete, someone who's physically active. And man, I tell you, on the way down, my health got so poor. It was about maybe 15% of the time. And without any notice, I would undergo this excruciating bout of pain where I had these burst discs in my back that were herniated. And they would simply have my spine get on the nerve and just crunch it. And the instant that happened, I'm not able to do anything other than just lay on the ground in the fetal position, trying to straighten up my back so the pain goes away. Wow. Now, hey, I've got a couple questions. So when you're yeah. falling, do you actually know you're falling or do you like kind of zone out as you're speeding up or like, what do you, do you even have time to think of it as, as you're, cause I'm scared to death of heights. Like I would never do a zip yeah. line. It could be two feet off the ground and I probably wouldn't do a zip line. Yeah. What, what was it like actually? No, it's great for asking. Uh, that's a, it's a good question because you don't know until you're in that spot. I mean, you watch them on TV and you think that, though, they're, they're doing parasailing or parachuting or they're jumping out of a plane. That looks cool. Well, I tell you, I only fell for about a second oh, okay. or a second and a half. And it passed just like that. Didn't hardly realize I was falling when it happened. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm knocked out. And I'm waking up. I'm coming off the ground. So I didn't really experience it in the moment. I didn't have time to feel any any pain, anything really, because it happened in just a flash of a second. And then I woke up and then I felt the pain. But yeah, to, to answer your question directly, I didn't I didn't know it was happening until I woke up. 
I guess that's a good thing. Because I just couldn't imagine just knowing you're about to hit something. That just... Uh, anyway, so you had these reoccurring health issues. Yeah. What did that... As I understand this, this happened in 2015. Somehow, 2016, at least from a business standpoint, you start to have really great results. How does this all play out? Well, to to put the uh, the period at the end of the sentence, we we tried everything we could to get through the pain, and it ended up I tried everything, all the way down to the cortisone shots and the psychedelics and the PT and the water therapy and the hypnosis, and I had to have a spinal surgery. Today is June 15th, 2023, that we're recording. My spinal surgery was on June 14th, 2016. So that was seven years ago yesterday. And for the five weeks leading up to that spinal surgery, I could not walk. I was in a wheelchair, disabled for the first time in my life. And I didn't leave the house but three times. I could not get upstairs. I couldn't cook. I couldn't carry my 25-pound child, my newborn child. You know, I couldn't make love to my wife. I couldn't do anything. I literally was on the verge of collapse at any particular moment because of the pain. And here's here's kind of the, the, the magical moment here is that I still had just started a company. This is in year two of my coaching company. Year one was the, the year of my life since the age of 20 was the lowest earning year financially in my life because I just started this brand new company and I'm still building it. And now I'm the positive guy, the positive energy coach guy. And I'm talking to people on GoToMeeting, just like we're talking right now. And they have no idea that any of this is happening. I've got this back brace on that keeps my body very erect all day long, right? And the second I take it off, just get ready because here comes the pain because it's going to be tough. So had the spinal surgery. We'll get to the surgery. I had the surgery was able to literally walk out of the hospital, hadn't walked in weeks. So that was amazing. Thank you, Dr. Alfred Ryan III from Duke University for that surgery. Thank you. I always mention his name. Very, very appreciative. Novant Health. And so after that, after months, like literally the last three and a half months, I was confined to my home. And for the past month and a half, I hadn't walked. And I've been coaching the whole time over Zoom, just like this the whole time. And I kept my webcam on almost the entire time. Now that I've gotten through it and I practice and talk about all this mindset stuff, is this stuff for real or is, is this guy just you know, trying to sell me the snake oil? I'll tell you that it 100,000% is for real. Your mindset does matter. And that incident, probably the best thing that ever happened for him because it taught me that I've been taking my health for granted. I've been taking my wife and my newborn child for granted. Yeah, I've been taking a lot of stuff for granted. And now here's the secret sauce strategy that I will coach people to and that I live every single day right now is to live fully present in that moment. And when you're able to live in the moment, you can find magic in every single moment. This is not some fluff piece that a life coach is talking about to make you feel good. Strategically, scientifically, we can prove that when your mindset is focused on what you want most versus what you want now and focused on being present where you are right now, that you will be able to achieve more, focus more, get more out of your life and more out of your business than you ever thought possible when you're able to have that level of focus in the present moment. And that's what I teach leaders how to do is stay present to the opportunity in the moment. Very cool. Pause for a second. Yeah, that, that's deep. So when you say stay in the moment, we, a lot of times, you know, we're thinking about how do we get to our $2 million by the end of the year? 
How do I get these three projects done? How do I, you know, the list just goes on and on. How do we reframe our mind so we're just thinking what we're doing in the moment? Is that not thinking ahead so much, or is that is that just dealing with the the things that are at hand today? Take me through that a little deeper, if you don't mind. Great question, Tyler. And I'm going to frame this as it is something. It's not not something. What does that mean? Well, I'm not going to tell you don't do this. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm going to coach people to focus on what you are to do to get where you want to go. And they're not going to like it sometimes because it's hard and it takes a lot of discipline. I know the D word, discipline, to get where you want to go. And the discipline is to practice. Practice what? Practice the skills that are going to get you to where you want to go. So for example, let's say that uh, I'm a solopreneur. I have a company that's doing a couple million dollars in revenue. My average client size is a quarter million dollars every time I get a new client. I bring on about three or four new clients a year. And the place that my business could really use this level up would be if I could only sell a little bit more and have a developed system there. And I could only sell at a higher percentage of the time. So basically, it's it's the rainmaking or the sales aspect of it. How do I get better at that? Well, the way that I coach people to get better at it and staying present in the moment is to identify that one skill, call this the lead domino. Take that one lead domino that when you push that down, everything else falls down after it. And in this person's world, it's the ability to sell, which is the ability to actively listen and skillfully communicate through a, a system with people. So I would coach that person how to get clients at will, which by the way is the name of my mastermind, Get Clients at Will, where I teach people how to sell on an average order of 5,000 to a quarter million dollars each, how to increase the sales size and the percentage of sales. So I would coach and teach that person to stay hyper-focused on that one thing that matters most. And that one thing, and here's a discipline to it, Tyler, the one thing is that every single day, we've got to incorporate that into our practice in some way, shape, or form. If I want to sell better, sell more, and, and raise my revenue, then if I look at your calendar, is there something that's driving revenue in there every day? And if there is, and you're still not getting the results, is there something in there that's getting you better at driving revenue every day? Is there a skill sharpener in there? So somewhere in your Mr. or Mrs. Business Owner, in your vocabulary, in your calendar, I would challenge you to insert the one activity that is the most important activity. You're doing it over and over again. And, and I would challenge you to insert the skill sharpening activity that is getting that one thing, that skill sharper each and every day. You know, so if you have something that's sharpening your most important skill and you're actually doing that skill every day, then you're going to have the greatest chance at growing in your practice. I'll pause at that. That would be the thought uh, that I lead with now. If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens, and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free, no-pressure consultation, head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button. Tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business, not in your business. Schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com. Think life, think success, think business. You know, so if you have something that's sharpening your most important skill and you're actually doing that skill every day, then you're going to have the greatest chance at growing in your practice. I'll pause at that. That would be the thought uh, that I lead with now. That's very cool. So just to take one step back, it kind of intertwines with this. You talked about mindset. Is mindset 
thinking, it, does it involve being positive in terms of your outcome? Like, is it believing that you can get something done? I mean, where does, what does mindset mean in terms of the realm of how you work with entrepreneurs? Is it, is it about just having a positive outlook or is it a lot deeper than that? Is it about meeting your goal or your objectives? Tell me about that. Little great question. Great question. So I, 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 think- I love that you keep saying great question. <laughs> Absolutely. Great question. I would give two answers to that. One of them is what I would call above the waterline, which is the business strategy. And one is below the waterline, which is you know, how I interact with myself, what's happening in my own inner brain right now. What's, what's the mindset there? So I would say that the business strategy is find out what that one most important outcome is. Hey, you picked a timeline. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's a few years. You know, I would break that even down into a smaller increment of like 90 days, for example. So in the next 90 days, what's the most important outcome that I want to influence? And then find what's that activity I do over and over and over again on a consistent basis to the best of my ability to get there. That's the business strategy. Now, on a deeper level, under the waterline, the mentality that's going to help us get there is the one that I subscribe to personally. It's called eternal optimism. And there's not a definition in a textbook out there. A lot of people say this phrase, I'm an eternal optimist. Well, that's my podcast. And here's what I'm saying it is. Eternal optimism. Optimism is seeing things through a positive lens. The eternal part is taking everything that happens and filtering it through a lens of how might I use this to my advantage? How might I use this experience right now in the moment as something that can teach me how I can improve and serve the world. So there's a positive in everything and there's a teacher or a gift in every moment. Put that together and we have eternal optimism. Does that eternal optimism, does that positive mindset, does that impact our results? Does it help me to get more of what I want in my business strategy? You bet it does. Because every moment that the competition is out there focused on that one little thing down there in the weeds, it's not the one thing, I'm winning that every moment that the competition is distracted and focused on what could go wrong in their challenge. And by the way, optimism does not mean, eternal optimism does not mean that everything is rainbows and unicorns, everything's just always happy. No, the ability to learn from the hard stuff is hard baked into it. So optimism and realism are actually the same thing when you practice eternal optimism. So my competition out there, which is probably the mindset of another person that's able to stay focused on this positive way, that's the competition. Most people don't think that way, though, Tyler. Most people, they get stuck in that moment and they don't let it play to their advantage. I just came off a show a second ago. I recorded my own episode with a guy named Mike Kading, CEO of Norhart. And he was talking about when his father passed away tragically and suddenly of a stroke in his 20s. When my, my friend Mike was in his 20s, his dad passed away. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mike's running this in huge construction company up in Minnesota. And it was a tragedy. There's nothing positive about that tragedy in the moment. You look back on it, however, and you see there was a tremendous gift there. You know, and the gift is that he got to carry on his father's legacy. The gift, he got to put a new set of eyes on something in the construction industry that's been done the same way for decades. And now they are revolutionizing the way construction is done across the country out of St. Paul, Minnesota, right? So there's always a gift on the other side of every challenge, when we simply flip over that coin and look for it, training ourselves to look for that gift, that in itself is one way that will help our audience, every single one of them get what they want most, to retrain that mind, to look for the opportunity in every moment. So I think this intertwines with it. I want to go in this direction. You speak of ad- guiding growth through adversity. So when we're hit with adversity, 
let it be a guide for growth. Can you talk about that a little bit? I think these are kind of intertwined, but I'd love to get your take on that. Love to. I'll, I'll give you an example. I remember back, uh, I think it was it was a Friday, I want to say it was March 25th. That might not be the exact day, but it was Friday, March 25th, 2020, when COVID here in North Carolina, the governor gave something called the stay-at-home order. And what that meant is that our full-time nanny that came to the house every day to nanny our children could not come here anymore, number one. Number two, my wife, who worked 30 minutes away from here, could not go to work anymore. She had to work from home. We don't have a home office for her, by the way. And then number three, we had at that time three children, which are not going to school, right? So they're now home all day long, right? And one of them is learning through Zoom in school, which is another challenge. So there's all of these challenges that are thrown at us. And come to find out, in, in addition to that, you know, every one of the people that I call clients having their own challenge and we have our own challenges. So all that stuff together all in one day, that's that's a heck of a challenge. And I know that your listeners, every single one of your listeners lived through that, you know, and some of them probably had some tragedy around that. I mean, a lot of stuff happened in that particular month in that frame of time. So what do we do about it? Well, where I would challenge is this. There was a fraction of a moment, Tyler, that I thought to myself, I am a business coach. I am not exactly the same as paying your employees or keeping the lights on. I had a fear that I'm going to be let go pretty quickly. I thought my coaching company might be out of business. So I took a, took a long time. Yeah, It took the first five years to get to that place where it was now at a pretty nice lifestyle and a pretty nice practice. And now I'm afraid that everyone's going to leave. I might be looking for a job in an economy where it might be tough to find it. So what do you do? What do you do when adversity strikes and you don't know what to do? Well, that's the million-dollar question. As it turns out, that's the question that we decided to, to figure out in our coaching company. And the, the specific way to do it, and I'd invite your listeners, if you're not driving, if you're just sitting there right now, then this might be the question, the note you take. And it might be, what's a guiding question that you can create that can help you get where you want to go? What's the guiding question? The question that our team created was, how might we double the size of our company in half the time every week while we're adding as much valuable time and energy to people as we can in this most difficult time of COVID. How might we do that? And what we came up with was, Matt, we need you to go on the offense and reach out to every single person that you know and offer to lend an ear to them as a coach at no charge. Just reach out to everyone and see if you can serve them in some way. And we had high ambitions. I fell far short of that. I only reached out to 938 <laughs> people in 10 weeks. Wow. And that's the tune of about 93 a week uh, over the course of 10 weeks. That was more heavily weighted at first. Once people started to respond, and by the way, 938 people, you think, I mean, these are my, these are my first degree connections on Facebook, LinkedIn, my cell phone, 257 responded. That means the 700 people didn't even respond to me, right? Either they didn't get the message or they were in so much pain or whatever. It doesn't matter what the narrative is. It's just they didn't respond. That's okay. Totally fine with that. 257 that did became 56 people, 54 people that were really interested in possibly coaching. 40 of those leads handed off to coaches in the company. And 14 of them I kept for myself that were qualified for me. And three of them became clients. And I learned in that time that why not take everything that we're doing and ask a more challenging question? You know, so rather than worry about everything, we framed a really challenging question. How might we double the size of our company in, in half the time every day so that we can add as, as much, valuable, much value as we can to people out there, 
right? So what's the guiding question, the challenge you're trying to solve? If you're solving challenges, like tiny, minute, granular things as the CEO or leader of the company, that may be fine. If you do that, you'll make eh, step-by-step progress. You want to make monumental leapfrog progress? Do it through your people. Do it by having a bigger, more challenging problem to solve. If you're already running a million, multi-million dollar organization, you have the skills and talent to do it. Ask a harder question. Challenge yourself to get there. And if you don't have a coach, hire a coach to help you get there. I've got several. And I'm not saying call me and hire me. You could, but call and hire someone right, to help you get there. Because if you're doing it on your own, you're trying to keep control of everything as a perfectionist, join the ranks of the recovering perfectionist in PA, Perfectionist Anonymous. I just made that up. It's not really a real place. But join us and hire people to help you do it and get off that control throne. Very cool. Very cool. Perfectionist Anonymous. I like that. You should start that. uh... I'm actually going to write that down. The Control Throne. That could be my next book. (laughs) uh, The Control Throne. That could be one. That's got something there. Hey, uh, I'm going to switch gears. So you talk about gamifying accountability. Talk about that a little bit. What does that mean? And how does a business owner or an entrepreneur apply that into their workplace? Great question. So I imagine a lot of people out there have uh, they have an Apple Watch or an iPhone or a Samsung. They have some kind of phone or a Fitbit. And I have my Apple Watch on right now. And talk about gamifying. Like all my best friends and clients, we're all on the Apple Watch, like the workout app, the fitness app. And we can see each other and what percentage we hit towards our goals every day. Well, there's some brilliance in that and being able to compare yourself to your own goals and see yourself make progress. So on our website at our coaching company, ProAdvisorCoach.com, we have figured out a way to gamify it. So we'll take every player in the company. And one of the companies doing this right now has got 255 people in it. So we're taking all 255 people. We load what their consistent lead one thing activity is, Tyler, into our platform. And... We track and measure their progress towards their one thing. And it doesn't matter what the one thing is. The CEO of the company and the executive assistant and the salesperson, the operations person all have a different thing. It all relates to the big goal, but they all have a different activity they do. And are you trending towards completing the activity that you feel is going to be the best thing for you? Well, we gamify that. So everyone gets to play with their avatar and their little stack ranking and see how they rank in their own company according to their own self-defined goals. That's what we call gamifying your business. Now, I'd be happy to show anyone that wanted to look at that. You can go to ProAdvisorCoach.com, take a look at that, or just reach out to me. I'd be happy to show you. Gamify it. Have fun with it. Very cool. I like that concept. That's a great way to get people to stay focused on something and then also feel good about accomplishing it. Yeah. So that's cool. Hey, one question I always love to end with. Is there a business or a life tip that you've learned along the way? Maybe it's something that even we've already talked about. Is there something that stands out that you could share with us and we can apply? Something that's been really valuable to me over time. It's cliche. And I heard in Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans book, if it's cliche, then study it. Because there's something about cliches that there's tremendous value in. And it's this idea that you're the average of the sum, like five people you hang out with the most. So I did a real honest inventory of all the people I hung out with. And I remember that there's some people that I've hung out with that I still love dearly to this day. I don't hang out with that often anymore because the habits that I may have had back in the day when I was single and I was going out every night and throwing cornhole down here in Charlotte where I live at, at Tiber Creek, you know, having three or four Guinnesses every night. You know, I wasn't in the best physical shape. My business was not as thriving as it is now. 
I mean, now we're running a strong seven-figure business. And before, it was a fraction of what it is. And if you look back to that, I was having a great time. That great time, that great time then is far different than where it is now. Because now this, this group of, of peers that I'm with are always challenging me and pushing me to be the best dad I can be, the front row dads, and be the best husband I can be. Right, and be the best business leader I can be. So I would challenge the idea of, of taking an assessment of where you are with your friend circles and your business circles. Are they helping you get where you want to go? Are they holding you back? Or is it net neutral? Right? My friend circle has been what's got me to where I'm at today. So I would I would challenge that. Anyone listening, I would challenge them to think about that. That's an awesome one. Hey, so I'll put these two websites in the show notes at thinktyler.com. Uh, your podcast website is eternaloptimistpodcast.com. Once again, that'll be in the show notes. And then your uh, coaching site is proadvisorcoach.com. So those are your two websites. If people wanted to reach out to you other than those two websites, is there anywhere else you'd like them to go? Yeah, thank you, Tyler. I'd go to Eternal Optimist Podcast on Instagram. You know, And that account is me. It comes straight to me. I don't have a, a virtual assistant or an executive assistant doing that. It's all me. So I'd love to. I'd love to see you join me there. I do a live stream every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern from Monday through Friday. And we talk about eternal optimism. We talk about real hard stuff. Like a couple of days ago, uh, my wife uh, you know, got into an accident. We had to go to the emergency room. You know, normally, it's the kids, but my wife had a, a challenging accident. So uh, we talked about that and the positives of that, the benefits of that. Uh, you know, The neighbors across the street, they had a fire in their kitchen. And uh, they just had a baby, so they they came over and hung out with us. So there's all kinds of stuff that we talk about each and every day. Love to uh, unpack that every day live in the morning. And when you do reach out, if anyone out there has any interest at all in leveling up their sales skills specifically, I take solopreneurs and top producing salespeople through a course. It's a nine-week course. It's called Get Clients at Will. And I teach a combination of some of the best sales techniques that I've studied and learned over time in many masterminds. So if anyone wants to level up their sales skills and reach out to me, I'd be happy to share that with you as well. That's about it. Is there a website for that? Or, or is just when you say reach out to you, do it through the Pro Advisor Coach site? Well, I would do it straight to me through, well, you can find my name and just hit me up at any of the social okay. media platforms. It's an easy name to find because there's only 12 of us in the whole world with this last name. And I'm the one named Matt. Right, so reach out to Matt Drink on. Uh, but I would I would say this that no, I don't have a website for my mastermind yet because it's in creation. Got it. Right now, so check this out. Mario Andretti said one time that the key to his success is that he's always running on the edge of out of control, and I'm very comfortable in that place of running fast and hard and not knowing exactly where the finish line is. So you ask me, Matt, is there a website for your mastermind? There is not. I've already written the course. I've got all the construction manuals. I have not chosen the specific date or the website. That'll be up in 45 days from now. But you know what I love about you, Matt? That is like marketing 101 when it comes to digital products and just informational products is you're talking about in advance. You're building an audience for it. You're building, hopefully, prospects and a customer base. And honestly, that may even drive some of the content of it, uh, possibly. So I love that you're so candid and transparent about that. Thank you for that. Are we open to what might happen next? Does it have to be in a very rigid, straight line, straight to the finish line? Or are we open to the magic that could happen with some feedback from others or with timing and things that may happen in life? So I'm open and uh, I'll coach people to that too. So, yeah, but thanks for having me on today, Tyler. This has been a blast, man. Cool to be here. 
Yeah, thank you, Matt. You're you're just a beam of light and you've got a lot of knowledge. So thank you for being here. Hope you'll come back in the future. And uh, thanks again, man. Yeah, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Okay, take care. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business, spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.